You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the uh, hang on, it's all fucking tangled up here. I guess it doesn't matter. What's uh, all right, it's been a minute. We're doing the show again. Yeah, we well, tell the people the truth. You were ducking it because you knew you'd get in trouble for what for your intense written house takes. <laughs> I've, I've been bobbing and weaving that shit. I don't know, oh, it's not, it's getting harder by the day. <laughs> it's I like, no. So like now the the thing is starting to break that it's there's more and more like I saw today that the Young Turks like all these progressive outlets are like well it appears that we can blame the mainstream media for lying to us again so the the, the smell of the whole thing is changing it, it's going from you know look at this white supremacist to uh, why did the media mislead us so. It's possible that we can have an honest conversation about this kid in uh, kid slash murderer. In uh, he's like he's he is he is like nineteen or something. I don't know. To me, he's a kid. Um, No, he's obviously a kid. Uh, I don't think we can have an honest conversation about it, but we're closer to having an honest conversation about it than we've been in a long time. Yeah, that's true. I've I've been really impressed with kind of the like friends of mine who are like super progressives are cracking under the weight of this one. (laughs) They're just like, yo, (laughs) this is not what I was sold. Like, did you see the the tweets? I I think it was uh, I think Jimmy Dore did it like tweets of people being like, yo, this motherfucker kills the United States doesn't care when a motherfucker kills a bunch of black people. And it's like, Yo, he didn't kill any black people. <laughs> you know I mean? Like it's like he literally, to my understanding, he, he shot a, a dude who was uh, at the time of his uh, shooting uh, still technically guilty of, uh, although it was expunged after that, uh, of domestic violence. And then I guess a guy with some real charges on him for pedo. Did I lose you? Were you there? God damn it! How the fuck did I? Oh, because you're on that. Why you're on that hotel? I can hear you. Can you hear me? You, yeah, you're smoking on that hotel pack. No, don't worry about that. If I you just let me go off on my gibberish and pretend like you heard. Oh yeah, totally. That's what you were talking about. <laughs> Pretty good. No, look, <laughs> listen. Uh, no one has energy for this. No one. It's you know. I I mean, here's the thing. The kid still may not walk. Uh, no, it's possible. I mean, look, it's possibly he gets one of these charges through and he, he goes to a penitentiary where guards probably like fist bump him and uh, <laughs> inmates in, inmates is like race to rape him. Uh, it's I mean, yeah, it's entirely possible. I have no idea what the outcome is going to be. It It looks without my judgment, without my no qualitative value judgment here that. It 
is a case of self-defense and uh, maybe ruled that way. Uh, yeah, yeah. Although I heard about some drone footage that maybe, uh, maybe might be, uh, a problem for him. Um, no, the drone, the drone footage is of him doing this like incredibly weird Michael Jackson routine. Oh, really? Yeah. He does like the whole crotch grab from smooth criminal and then, air, uh, moonwalks. That'd be pretty fun. That'd be like a, a fun. That'd be like a fun little element to throw in there. Um, Rittenhouse. I don't, man. It's like it's like every day I, I like log on and I'm like, is it going to happen today? Because if it's going to happen today, then I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna poke my head out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stay in my foxhole. I'm gonna stay in the. I'm gonna stay in the trench. If if it's not today, then I feel like we get a minute. But but. You know, whenever maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's by the time this episode drops. If it, if 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 we get the verdict, I'm staying in my little foxhole. Yeah, we call that the uh, the the white panic room. Man, I don't know. Do you even see people out here? Like, like I don't even see any more discourse. Like, are people still talking about shit? All nah, I see is I mean, jokes. I, I see like, little. I see all. I see is little jokes. I think that there's still a few low information voters out there that are uh, going off on <clears throat> written how. I mean, look, you know, I follow a lot of people that kind of like just go with the headline, and they're yeah. still they're still committed to the bit. But I'm telling you, when I see dudes that like are dyed in the wool, like leftist, like dem sock weirdos, like snapping over this one. I feel like this one is, I don't know why either. I, I'm not particularly in, entranced by this and looking into this shit. The Covington kids seemed like a, like a more like to my eye, egregious and obvious, I guess obvious would be the word, uh, misrepresentation by the media. I, th- I thought that one would, red pill more people than this one, but I, I'm just seeing people left and right be like, yo, this is, this is horseshit, man. I got lied to on this one. So I don't know. He was my favorite character in the Eternals by far though. Oh yeah. The Eternals. That's uh what a, what a, what a, what a, what a great uh, film full of representation. It was, it was so awesome of Disney to put every walk of life in their worst movie. <laughs> yo, that's the thing, right? It's like, it would be like being like, yo, Operation Dumbo Drop 2 has the the most diverse cast of all time. Somebody suck our dick. And it's like, yo, you, I don't even know if you help these people's careers with this one. This is not, this is not a good movie. Oh man, it was really bad. I fell asleep for like the last like 15 minutes of it too, which I guess was the climate. I don't know, man. I, I it, 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 it. It was not good. It was not good. But but what I was trying to say before is like, yo, yo, like, here's an interesting thing, right? Because the past couple years we've been in like this fucking like culture war bullshit. And there's a lot of like, there's a lot of worry about that. There's a lot of worry about division and there's a lot of worry about, uh, you know, lack of lack of civility. People talking about a cold civil war and shit like that. And like, when is it going to? You know, does it reach to a head and you got the MAGA Twitter and you got the Bernie people and you got whatever, whatever. Yo, I don't think anyone cares anymore. 
I think I don't, I just don't, I don't see that. I think maybe Chappelle broke people. Like that was, was that the last bit of mad care? Maybe every, like that was, that came through and everyone was just like, yeah, <sighs> fuck it. I, I don't think anyone cares about anything anymore. I don't think anyone gives a shit. Uh, I mean, we've said this before and then it, it's popped up in some weird way. <clears throat> you know, like I gauge it on a couple things like, okay, are we uh, inching closer to the race war? What's the me, what's the me too uh, pogroms of, of the day? You know what I mean? Like what, like there's these little indicators and, uh, right now I agree with you. The intensity level is low because people are going to go out and they are going to protest or, and, or riot, uh, following the written, written house verdict. I don't think so. I think they will, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be half-hearted. It's going to be like, do, like, you know, like we're getting divorced sex. Is it going to be like, is it, it's going to be like an afternoon and that's it? Might be an afternoon, might be like one cop car burned, uh, give, give some fucking footage for Fox news to air, uh, and for CNN to ignore <laughs> just fucking, uh, you know, business as usual. That's what I hate, man. I, I like, honestly, like I, I you know, I guess you got to feed the, the news cycle fucking, uh, uh, you know, uh, demon or whatever, uh, with something. So, so maybe, yeah, there'll probably be some fucking psyop stage bullshit for, uh, whatever goes on in the next couple of days. But I, I like, I don't know, man. I think, I just think people are kind of spent and like it, it, you know, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm usually wrong about this shit. So maybe it's fucking, you know, maybe everyone will freak the fuck out, but I think it's funny. I think people are just, extremely disillusioned and kind of cynical. Like, I think, I think people have finally met where we've been at for a while. I think they're seeing the wholesale failure of like the democratic party that they like, they willed into power, like just through their like sheer hatred for four years of, of Donald Trump's like flagrant asshole bullshit. Like they, they willed these people into power as their saviors and they've done nothing. <laughs> they've just done. They have let everyone down at every turn in every corner. They they couldn't pull you out of the pandemic. They couldn't give you, you know, a, a nice job or, you know, a better wage. They can't do anything. So I think people are just out of answers. I think there's just they I think people I think the world, the country maybe has been blackpilled. I think everyone's I was, just I was gonna like say, I I think they they crushed the black pill. They cooked it and are injecting it into their veins. Yeah, well, I think, I think Joe Biden did that for, for everybody. I think he said, look, I'm not going to help you. I don't know what you think. <laughs> this, I don't know what you thought or what you think this is, but that's not, I, I don't know if you're new to the democratic party, but that's not what we do here. Yeah. You know, I, we, today I went out to eat with a dyed in the wool, like, you know, total establishment Democrat type dude. And he was the first to say it. He's like, oh, fucked. We're fucked. Yeah, we're (laughs) fucked. And like, I was like, yeah, man, here's the thing. When people refuse to help themselves, you get in this spiteful zone where you want them to fail. 
And that's where I'm at with the Democrat party is, yo, I, I just like the freak out now. Like I just live for you to lose because I like the way that everybody wails and gnashes their teeth and acts like they're living in the most important moment in history. And it's like, you just did that all you literally, you, you manifested this by having a complete inability to think even 18 months ahead of where you're at right now. (laughs) It's like, you know, that's just your thing. It's your thing. It's, it's like, like I always tell that story about the girl that I knew from high school who got out of the getting beat by the dude. I said, what's the next step for you? She said, I'm going to go find a new dude to get beat by. There's some people that need to be honest with themselves and just say, Hey, here's what it is. I'm a Democrat. I love to fucking lose the two things. I love, I love sucking a boot. Like it's a dick. And I love fucking losing. I mean, that, that's that's the Democratic Party platform at the moment. I, I mean, I, I that's I don't. I but like, who is that person? Like, who can like I because it's entirely cultural, is it not? Like, is it like they celebrate their cultural victories, whether it's you know uh, race stuff or progress or you know trans stuff or stuff like that. You know, that's what they get off on. But when it comes to actually like helping people, when it comes to like living a conviction, you know, a, a liberal is like the most like cretinous, like pussyfied. Like they're really just they're they're really just you know they're the same as as conservatives. Just they're, they're just in like well, but I'm nice to people. Like I want you I know really what, people, want the best people, for you, and then they shut the door in your face. Yeah, listen, people say this all the time, but. I, I I don't see it that way. I mean, it's true. I do see it that way. But I I think that there's this – the fake riff, uh, the rift between uh, like classical liberals and neoliberals and then progressives I think is totally fucking fake. A progressive to me is just somebody – who hasn't turned 25 yet and become like just an establishment Democrat. That's right. it. So, so like all of these people are just frauds. They love to lose. It's what gets them off. They're going to get what they want. So like, I guess I should be kind of unhappy in some ways because they are going to be satisfied by the next, next round of elections. What I, I what my point is they're all just NIMBY motherfuckers. Like, yes. Oh, well, that's a true. You know what I mean? Like it's it's all performative niceness. It's all it, it, that's all anything is. They're, yeah, it's they're, un, it's unhoused neighbors. We've talked about it. It's it's yeah, just endless but unhoused it's, neighbors. It's it's more to me. It's like now that they have the power, that the corporate Dems are in power. It's like it's just more on display. It's more on display that everything about them is fucking pure lip service. It's nothing is about actually helping because they haven't done a fucking they haven't done a shred of anything and like you know they will vote purely on these cultural issues because i don't think they actually have stake in anything like i I don't they nothing actually they are they live in a comfortable enough space they they have they have theirs which is like honestly if they're if you're just honest about it like it, it, you know what I mean? Like if they were just honest and just being like, Hey, I don't want dirty motherfuckers camping outside my fucking son's school. Get them the fuck out of here. I'd be like, shit. Uh, you know, you can't argue with that. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> live you know your truth I mean? King. But like, you know, I sent you the fucking, the, the, the little, the little paper sign on the telephone pole the other night in our, in our, in our neighborhood. 
uh, wanted people seeking mental illness. Yo, what even was that like? Was it is it a Freudian slip? Like, like it? it okay, so in in our neighborhood of of, of Petowood, uh, California, I, I I happened to walk by a uh, telephone pole, and there was a little piece of paper on it, and it said Hollywood welcomes those living with or seeking mental illness. <laughs> what do we think this is? Like, is this, is this, uh, you know, is this, is this someone being like, we, is uh, us residents of Hollywood respect our, and, and support and, uh, welcome our unhoused neighbors. Is that what it is? Or is it like, maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe is it like a, is it like a satire? Is it like Hollywood? Could be satire. Could be. Um, because the the seeking mental illness to me is weird. Did they mean like seeking help? Meant seeking help with mental illness? Like, what did they mean by that? I I think you're overthinking it. It's probably like a deeply mentally ill person that put it up. I mean, there's no question about that. I'm just I'm I'm wondering because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make this into an an allegory for a larger point or a, met, a metaphor, or whatever. Uh, I just want to be sure I'm reading this correct, this sign correctly. It could be satire. It could be like, hey, Hollywood likes crazy people. It could be like, you know what I mean? Or it could, the, the way that it reads to me is we welcome those, we welcome the homelessness, I guess, right? Like that we support our unhoused neighbors. That's how my mind reads it. And maybe that's, maybe that's not correct. But what do you think? Uh. <clears throat> That would be an example of what you're talking about where it's if it's not satire, then it's somebody's effort to be nice rather right. than effective rather than uh, efficient <laughs> it's just just there and this is what I'm always talking about when I sound like somebody's weird uh football coach granddad where I'm always like, yeah, well, how come we celebrate all this like nice shit or tolerant shit and not like just world beating accomplishment ever anymore? You know, like this is this is where I fall into that bag of being like the dude that's like, yo, what is up with this nice? Like a friend of mine, a dude I really like, said that the pandemic got him thinking, and it just made him realize about that what he cares about is humanity, and I said. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that means, and I disagree. Still, you know, because what I mean? like, it's like, what is, what, what is humanity? What is, what, 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 what a broad concept. What, what is that to say? Like, like any human being ever, regardless of what their motivations are, or what they're going to do to you, is that what that means? Like, what a strange fucking thing. You ab- abstractly care about people you you don't know or have never met like yeah i mean yeah humanity yes i i also have no ill will towards my fellow man is that is that what he means sure listen when people talk so broad that you're just that it just amounts to i prefer goodness over (laughs) badness and you're like oh uh, the, the the platitudes are like punk patches meets like my own personal goatsy. You know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it's just like a, like a terror to my eye. <laughs> like I hate it. Uh, the, I just, I, I don't understand it, it, Yeah. I mean, it's to, it just goes back to like, I don't believe you. I don't, I don't believe anybody's, I, I don't believe anyone actually, uh, 
lives their convictions. I, I, I you know what I mean? Like when it comes to this, uh, you know, we're, we're, the Democrats are about to get shellacked. It's going to take, it's, it'll be a year and they'll do nothing in that year's time. Actually, I have I have some solutions for them if they care. But I mean, we've we've talked about it before. I, I I think they want to lose. I think that's actually part of the whole scheme. Yeah. Um, I'm like pretty convinced at this point. But if they wanted to to create any goodwill, they could just end the pandemic. They could just say it's over. They could just say, "Hey, everybody, um, you're good. This is good. This is what it's going to be. So just take your mask off." Yeah. 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 No, they're not doing that. No, I mean, clearly not. But, but I mean, I think, I don't think they care about winning. I think they, I think it's part of the, I think it's part of the grift of this whole thing. I think the Republicans come in, do their evil bullshit. They, they play the heel. They're, they're the heel champ. And then the Democrats create a bunch of goodwill by being the agree, the party for the aggrieved. And then they win. And then they go, oh, would really love to help you, but damn, you know, those dastardly Republicans, we still can't get by them. And then they, and then everyone goes, what the fuck? And then they vote them out and they go, no, the country, white supremacy reigns. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they get to Yo, be I the lo- aggrieved party again. And we just do this cycle. <clears throat> I was going to say, I love white supremacy. And then I realized that's not a good sound clip. What I mean is <laughs> no, that's not that's a very bad sound clip. What I mean is I love when they reach to it. I love oh. I, I, I straight up I can't like I'm not, I'm in a dark place right now and I, I well I'm in a the most black pill place where I, I'm gonna tell you what I was listening to today in a second, but I was I was listening to the most canceled person in America and oh. was just straight up vibing with him. And he's straight he's a dangerous lunatic and i was on his level <laughs> i was damn I, I was eye to eye with this dude just being like oh he this this is mf for spin you know <laughs> you, you're wearing, so, are you wearing um, joker makeup right i now? now think everything is funny well hey podcast listener my name is vince and i'm the host of a show called the rr show it stands for reddit readings We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah. The rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show, wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today. And uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Uh oh, no! Oh, I'm back. I hear you. You're back. What's happening with this? What's going on, though? Uh, I'll tell you what's going on. I'm in a drug motel. Yeah, I figured. So, so what? So you're you're vibing on the black pill, but everyone's met you there, so it doesn't it doesn't matter. Every, that that's that's there's freedom in the black pill. Uh, I, well, that's I, what like, that's I what I'm going to get to. That I people can, I 
Yeah. I listened to the most free person in the world today. <laughs> Sam Hyde? Who is it? No, Sam Hyde's right there, though. No, so I had no familiarity with Owen Benjamin. You're familiar with oh, him? Not at all. So he's a dude who, <clears throat> he was a, a comedian, occasional actor, uh, and by all accounts, well-liked. And then right around the time that the alt-right was a talk, a media talking point, he he really... I can't defend him too much. He really like said a bunch of shit. <laughs> like and some of it is just not uh palatable. And I thought that his Wikipedia must be a fucking lie because some of it is just like you know, it'll just jump out of nowhere. It'll be like his personal beliefs and it'll be like uh, he's expressed that race mixing is a mistake. And I'll be like, what? I'll be like, holy shit. How did, how did like nobody, how did nobody pick up on the fact that this guy had what anybody would consider an extreme view, you know, what I mean? like for so long, he was friends with everybody, everybody. He was on Rogan like five times. Everybody liked this guy. And then he, some people think he lost his mind, blah, blah, blah. But he's now been deplatformed to such a degree that, he can't, his wife can't get an Airbnb account. Jeez. So, so he's been put under the jail of cancel. And I've never even heard of him. Yeah, he was a fairly popular comedian, but he uh, okay. He was deplatformed in such an extreme way that uh, his fans sued Patreon. Because they it put Patreon in breach of contract by their own terms and conditions, whatever. Anyway, he talks, he monopolizes the conversation more than I do at my worst fucking moment. He just talks and talks and talks and he goes from one thing to another. Like I listen to him deny the moon landing and dinosaurs within seconds of each other. And <laughs> he, wait, he denies he, the existence of dinosaurs? He denies the existence of dinosaurs. Um, That's kind of cool. Listen, this dude is lit. <laughs> like he and he he always stops short of going into Jewish cabal shit. Like he goes, "Well, this is going to get me deplatformed." And he'll say some shit that like you'll is kind of insightful. He'll be like, "Well, what I've done since becoming deplatformed is I've uh, mirrored the uh, the way that Jews uh, developed commerce under Tsar Nicholas." Uh, because they were persecuted. Uh, so you, I've created a network of people who I feel comfortable doing business with, et cetera. And then you'll be like, oh, that's interesting. And he'll be like, you know, because the these tricky Jews with their Talmudic, you know, and you'll be like, oh, no, 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 slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> so like he, uh, he's like, okay, he, I can see why he was deplatformed. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Listen, there's no place that would, I mean, he's funny. I enjoyed him, but he is, a straight up loon. Like he goes from one thing to the next. It'll be like, he'll be like, yeah, in the, he'll be like, I'm a goat farmer now. And in the eyes of these goats, I see the future of capitalism. And, it, and you'll be like, what, 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 where is he going? You know, like, it, it, and he, but it often arrives at, you know, he's, he'll be like, I have a great many uh, Jewish people that I admire. I like Jewish people. He's like, but they're tricky. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he'll be yeah, you'll be like, oh, come on, brother. So anyway, here's why I bring him up. I enjoyed him in this interview. 
I'm sure that he uh, has a great many views that I don't share. Um, but he was in the house he, bunny. It's a classic. It, it is a classic, but he is, uh, get, when you get to his views, feel free to read them. Um, he is very free. Like calls everything gay, calls everything retarded without pause. There's no sort of like thing there. Uh, accuses, accuses, uh, the world of being run by Jewish cabal. And he just, there's nothing to take away from him. And in that, and he's an entrepreneurial guy. So he's got like, he talks for like two hours a day on some web stream thing that people pay him for. He tours the country, but he does it like through a network of weirdos that like host him at like their rug factories and barns and shit. And he has made this like living in the shadows thing work. And it's, it actually looks appealing because you're, he's fully outside of corporate control. And that is appealing. I just wish that I didn't have to accuse Jewish people of, of, uh, Oh, the one that I liked of creating, of trying to reduce the population, but through pornography, (laughs) he says that he said, he says that Jews do pornography or Jews run the pornography business in an effort to, uh, cuck the American male, and make it so uh, he fantasizes about other penises when he's thinking about his wife, and <clears throat> uh, that he uh, that it reduces uh, masculinity and and the, the kind of the impulse to fuck. So he's on he's he's on that semen retention. I mean, he's got a wife that I he's had like five kids in four years, so I I, I don't know how much he retains. Well, it's because you hold it back and then you let it go. He let he really let it go, but he was the narrator for a uh, for an audio book of Little Women. Fuck, <laughs> that's that's unexpected. Uh, this dude, yeah, this dude yeah. is galaxy brain canceled. Like he's he's floating on the astral plane, just like what happens when you get knocked out of your body. You're so canceled, and he's just he's just making it work. I I honestly. Uh, Jewish, uh, you know, control uh, stuff uh, aside, I was like, "Yo, this guy's message is strong," you know, <laughs> like he 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 just made it work. What's his message that you that you can survive outside the system? Yeah, that life is better outside the system. I see. You unplug from the matrix. Yes. I mean, we've, yeah. we've talked about that for a while. I mean, I mean, yeah, there's a certain freedom in, in freeing yourself from the, from the corporate structure. There's no doubt, especially like if you're, if you want to be some kind of public radio, uh, personality, public facing person, there's more ways to do it than ever. There's, you can thrive outside the fucking system to a, de- to a degree where they, this is the thing we can, we, if you want to, I don't know if you want to pivot to Rogan, versus cnn versus snl i'm surprised rogan hasn't hasn't expressed this but it's like you know the only reason they're picking fights with him is to is literally so they can stay relevant like oh i mean that was that was clearly their intent with their little sketch the other day clearly but like that's the thing like i'm like i like from what from what i gather in the little bits that i listen to rogan he's like a pretty humble dude and 
he I don't even think he really kind of uh I don't I don't know. He he he's sort of sometimes I wonder if he grasps the like the uh the true magnitude of of his influence and and popularity. I think like when people ask him about it, he's just like, "Yeah, it's weird." But like yeah, like when CNN picks a fight, when SNL makes fun of him, Yo, they're talking about him because he's the dude right now. Like he yep. is the modern John Stewart, but even to a even to a higher degree. Like he is he's 60 minutes. He is he is the the torch bearer of of legacy. He's taken the torch away from legacy media. And when they come for him, it's so that they can stay in people's mouths because they know that if that, that they'll talk, they will be talked about on his show because that's where people, that's where people's eyes and ears are right now. Yeah. So it'll be like Mark Norman being like, so uh, I saw that the, the little kerfuffle you got into, you know, and then it'll be a conversation and then people will hear the words S uh, they'll hear SNL. For the first time yep. in twelve years, and go, oh shit, SNL still on TV? That's fucking crazy. Like you saw the sketch, right? Did I lose Eric? Everybody, we do no editing here, so you, you're really in for a painful episode. Yeah, With me just getting disconnected. Are you there? <laughs> I, I, I'm back. I hear you. Okay, you saw the skit or no? Uh, I saw, I saw the, the literally only the, 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 the clip of, of what's his face as Rogan. What's his name? Uh, Pete Davidson as Rogan. It, it's worse than you think it is. Like it's, you know, I heard, I saw Andrew Schultz speculate that Michael Che, who, who is the chief writer there might've let it through to help promote Michael Che's special. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's totally what it was because the, 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 che, the wait, the wait, the Michael Che. Oh, okay. You mean, okay. So you think, or the theory is that Michael Che wrote the sketch to make fun of Rogan to piss off the, the Roganites. Cause I see he came for Tim Dillon also who just sold out a bunch of shows. So the whole thing was just a, it's like what they do in the, um, like like uh shit, rat rappers do it where they got something yeah, coming out. I mean, start beat. I, I mean, Michael Che pretending not to res- like pretending to disrespect Tim Dillon is rapper shit. Michael Che is not funny, no matter how many comedians stand up for him and are like, no, 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 he's actually really quite good. If you catch him at the cellar at midnight to the right crowd, he's like a riot, and you're like, just shut the fuck up. Like <laughs> this dude. You you have no you don't give a fuck about people laughing if you do Saturday Night Live. There's the world can squarely be cut in half right now between people that think Saturday Night Live is amusing. Nobody thinks it's funny, but thinks it's amusing, and people who are normal. And that's it. that's it. Th- those are the only two people left. On. That's the only political shit I care about right now. Anybody who okay. can justify the Rogan sketch is really a menace. Like that's a dangerous person that doesn't like, <laughs> like a, straight up. Like, I think that that's like a person that needs to go to a reeducation camp because your idea of what is amusing is so beat up. It's so like, like uh, not, I don't know. I was going to say something crude. It's so battered. It's just like, 
it it cowers in the corner because it's scared. It's a it's a dog that's been abused. That's your that's your sense of humor is now a battered animal. I mean, it's well, the only justification I I, I see is that it they have to make fun of Rogan because he's the most relevant thing going. Sure. You know what I mean? And even if that's not necessarily a, uh, a str- like I see it as, as a cry for help on their part. Like they are struggling to stay relevant, but even if it's not, if that's my cynical take, it is, it could just be like, you know, it's 2021. You're writing. I mean, you're supposed to be writing comedy for a, for a show, you know, Oh yeah. Allegedly we're, we're of the times. So you have to make fun of what's going on. So that would be one of the things to make fun of. Right. So, but that, that all being said, yo, I can't believe they did the, they, they did the horse dewormer thing, which is like so far beyond debunked. And like, like even my fucking like CNN pilled parents, like know that that's like a bullshit thing. It's also as a talking point, it's last month. You know what I mean? It's like way last month. Even if you were a hundred percent stuck on the horse dewormer nonsense, you'd still have to be like, Oh, but that's over. Right? Like that's the Amazon. That's uh, Israel and Palestine. That's just, that's very September of them. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right. Yeah. You remember Palestine? No, (laughs) no, it's been a minute. Uh, no one does no one does listen (laughs) uh yeah i i honestly i was it was the first time that i felt like taking a twitter in a year and just being like hey michael che (laughs) you know i mean there is no way on this earth that you think you're more of a success than tim Dillon. there's just it's impossible if you did you would you would be the most establishment cuck of all time. Like Saturday Night Live is a feather in your cap. There's no doubt. It's something for your resume. But you'd have to, if you were being honest, you'd say, you'd do something humble, like go like, yeah, we had some good shows. We had some bad shows. You know how it is. It's, uh, you can't, they're not all hits, uh, but we did our best. And I thought that we really put some of the talent on in a way that I, I'm proud of. Okay. Yo, that that's the way that you would say, but you'd never say that your tenure at SNL was important or classic, but you couldn't. And like, also you are the prison hoe of a network, a network in 2021, which is like, that would be like if you had to go suck off a dinosaur, like a literal, like Oh, hold on, everybody! I gotta leave to meet my my dom fucking dinosaur, my Velociraptor. I meet him at a motel, and I have to suck his dick while I lay on my back on the bed with my head tilted off the bed, and he forcefully fucks my throat. For, that's what this Velociraptor who can't speak English he just goes. Rah! That's what it's like because there is. No fucking, it's the most irrelevant shit imaginable. You have to be a boomer. So like Michael Che, I'm nobody. You're much more successful than I am. And I'm still, I feel better about where I'm at in my life than you ever could because I don't have SNL on my conscience. 
I'm this is you are like the dude, the wealthy industrialist who shot two fucking 10 year olds in the head in Vietnam. Yeah, things are going okay for you, but you got to you got something that you got to live with. I don't got to live with SNL. Yeah, yeah. When 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 you when he looks in the in the uh, reflecting pool, uh, uh, he sees the the two dead little children. Uh, that that yeah, murdered, exactly uh, in, in Denang. Yeah, um, he no, sees look. he sees he sees somebody in a big bird outfit. <laughs> See, this is the thing, man. This is the interesting thing, and I this is like honestly, it's a recent thing. I'd say it's like the last five years or so. But like I okay, so SNL has a new cast member. Uh, I've seen this person do stand up. I saw them do stand up probably, I don't know, long time ago in New York. I was probably in my early twenties. I've seen this person like go from, I think they might even be my age there. I've seen them go from playing clubs in New York, doing shitty little alt rooms and doing tiny little whack ass shit in Williamsburg. And now they're on SNL and like, SNL will always have some amount of weight to it in terms of success, you know, for your career. It is like for a lot of comedians, end goal is not the right word. It's it's sort of like the first big step in your career as a legitimate comedy. Uh, if you want to become a household name, if you want to be in movies, if you want to if you want to go the corporate route, so it's like. It is an achievement. I get it, and I, like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and be a salty bitch and be like, "Wow, that's so gay," but like, it's just I like it seems more hollow than ever because it's just not cool anymore. It's not fucking cool. It's like no. like when I see I don't even like Andrew Schultz, but when I see when Flagrant Two comes up in my shit, I'm like, "Yo, this seems so lit." Like these are just dude. They have like a pretty cool set. And these are dudes just fucking chopping it up. They don't have anyone in their ear. Yeah, they have to be light on the curses because they're on fucking YouTube, sure. But like, yo, this is where it's at right now. Like doing your own shit free from all that bullshit. You can say whatever you want. You can make jokes about whatever you want because, yo, that's what people respect and people want. And that's like the true essence of like being a comedian is is having this this freedom to say the uncomfortable or socially uh, the 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 um, socially uncomfortable thing that's comedy. But no, you if you want to be on Colbert, if you want to be on SNL, you got to go this like corporate fucking stiff like can't say any. Got to be funny within the right the right confines of being funny. I can only make jokes about you know what I mean. Like that sucks. So I'm not going to take away people like Michael Che. Sure, you will be a name that that boomers know forever because you were on the boomer show. But it's it's just not cool. Like what Tim Dillon does is so much cooler. Like he just does whatever he wants. That's awesome. So much cooler. One man is free. The other man is in the bondage of a uh, he's in a like a little like the the what do I say? The uh, Lucite toilet of corporate America where. Like you better really be into this dom sub shit because like a dom who is like, she wears too much makeup. She has the, the, the black hair and the bangs, but she's got zits on her ass. She sits on that lucite toilet and shits in your mouth. <laughs> and your, like, she's old head. too. She's old yeah, as she's fuck. She's old 
your head is in a in a lucite box and a uh, torrent of old lady diarrhea is pouring over your face michael che i hope to god that this is your kink because if it's not you're in a hell you know what I mean, you see those two little Vietnamese children's faces all the fucking time. It's like, I just, like, I thought about it. I've, you and I have talked about this, I think, probably off air. It is a blessing to us that we don't have something on our conscious, conscience where we got to drink, you know what I mean? Or we got to, uh, you know, become like workaholics to push these bad thoughts out of our head because some we got guilt. Michael Che, you can't run from your sins. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you're an evil man. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't pay in this world, you're going to pay in the next world. You did everything in your power to reduce the quality of an art. There is is too, is it's like SNL, Michael Che's been on SNL for God for like oh, eleven say, years, I, like almost a decade at this point, right? Yo, you're not supposed to be on the show that long. You're supposed to be on it for yeah. like three years, and then like you do you you make movies. You know what I mean? But like, yes. some of these dudes are like true no talent motherfuckers. Like they get in there because they got their their little connections, or their their daddy was a was a writer or something like that. Like. You know, I, I, it, it like I can understand their ration, their the rationalization in their minds that like, hey, this is every comic's dream. I'm a I'm a guy. I made it. I'm I'm a true success. I'm living the dream. I'm on the show. I can understand that logic. But now you've been on it too long. You've been hanging around too. You're like the guy in the bar past last call who like yes, yeah, that's true. And you're the guy going, where are we going next, guys? Where's next? And everyone's like, ah, it's like 4 a.m. I want to go home to my <laughs> wife. And you're like, and you're like, come on, come on, let's keep it going. Come on. Like that, that's where you're at. And it's also just like it to me, and I think I don't know. I I think people are like it has lost so much cachet. Like it's just it's and I I don't know. I might blame Trump, honestly. Like it, it just when it became like when it ceased to 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 have the uh, the like the freedom to make fun of things and had to just be like we can only make fun of the right things to make fun like once that became the thing, it's like oh you're not cool anymore like you're 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 you've taken the position of my of my sixty year old mother like you, you know what I mean like we have to you became love Trump's hate like that oh, it, it's, in this, yeah in this house we believe. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. SNL is the is the sign on the front lawn that says we believe in science and all people are something and water water's good. That's always one of them, right? Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and, in turn, make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. 
We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Uh, that's what SNL is. And it's fucking lame. So you can, Michael Che can sit on his ivory tower and, and shit on guys like Tim Dillon and Joe Rogan and, and that, that breed of comedian and stuff like that. And you can feel smugly superior that you have all the correct opinions and those guys, oh, you know, they're only popular because all their fans are, are Nazis. Every single one of them is a Nazi. Yeah, and, 50, uh, 50 million, the 50 million people absorbing Joe Rogan, every single one of them is a dangerous Nazi. Dangerous Nazi. Tim Dillon, he's like the number two ever on Patreon. All his patrons are Nazis. Deranged have, white supremacists. Yeah, Michael Che, you have the correct opinions, and you succeed in comedy because you're true talent. And it's you take not you, any- you ta- you've taken a photo with Hillary Clinton. Congratulations. <laughs> Which also, by the way, I don't even know if Michael Che remembers, but I believe he was on the show when uh, Donald Trump was the host. So if you want to blame anyone for uh, you know spreading uh, whatever you think is dangerous ideology, yeah, I would look back in the old tapes, my guy, so and see who's more <laughs> like uh, who's more connected to the thing that you claim to hate so much. So anyway, whatever. It's a lot. Of, it's just. It's at the end of the day, if it was funny, all could be forgiven. I would say, you know what? Like, yeah, lame, but at least it's got some yucks. You know, it's just not funny. It ain't funny. And it, and it, it's not, not only is it not funny, but it's lame. So, so whatever, you know, like I, you, you don't get to, you get to be who you are, which I'm sure has, it has its perks, but you'll never, You'll never get to be who you are plus have the level of freedom that these other dudes have. And they'll always have that on you. And yeah, they don't get to be beamed into people's TV every week, but they're, you know, they're not trying to appeal to the boomers. They're, they're out here on, in, in the new media, as they say, and they're going to inherit the earth. And they don't have the <clears throat> incorporeal spirit of a 14-year-old whose neck they snapped in the corner of their room watching them every night when they wake up in a sweat soaked terror. That's Michael Che. You got it. You got to keep Joe Rogan in your mouth just to stay relevant. That's how, and that's just so pathetic. Yeah. That's, it's pathetic. The more I think about Michael Che, the more I think we should mail him a gun. Oh, yeah. He's dad's nightstand for sure. He, like, I'm like kind of like uh, uh, he's almost like uh, he's gone so far that he's come back around and he's like the Seth Seth Simmons of this shit Seth Simons of this shit where it's like <laughs> yo you're you might actively be working against good work you know what I mean like you might be trying to undermine actual actual like art you know not to get too heavy on it but it, it's I, uh, th- this conversation, I didn't have a strong feeling about Michael Che going into this. I, I fucking hate this dude. He's the worst. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I didn't hate him either. Actually, I, 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 every now and then weekend update gets some laughs out of me. I, but, but yeah, we really, we went off on one, but let me tell you something. It, it, it like, I don't know. I don't think people know why they hate Joe Rogan. No, they've got, there's there's a Joe Rogan derangement syndrome for sure. <laughs> right. 
Like people, people say wild things. I mean, but I'm hearing it on this tour where like, I'll talk about this shit and people will be like, Oh, but you know, and you'll be like, no, what, what did you say? What, what, what do you mean? You fucking weirdo. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't think because I listen, whatever, it ma- whatever it makes me, I listen to the podcast. I listen to Joe Rogan. I don't know if that makes me like some basic, some some bro dude, which anyone who knows me knows I'm pretty far from a bro dude. No, uh, no, no. When when you listen to Joe Rogan once, uh, <clears throat> you wear a white hat and you uh, you rape women at your right. uh, y- your frat uh, parties. Yo, how dated is everybody's idea of a bro? Everybody still refers to like bros raping women at frat parties. It's like, yo, I don't even know if frat parties are allowed on college, <laughs> college campuses anymore. I don't even know if that's a thing. It's just like, it's like such like a weird, like 1994 idea of the world. Like, oh, bros. Like what? You know, you know what they, they're out there like listening to Dave Matthews band. You're like, holy shit, you're living in some weird alternative past. What is happening? <laughs> I just like, I, I, I like, what I'm saying is get this shit away from me. What is this? Let's, let's look at his, his thing right now. Who, who was on his, uh, we're doing a little free advertisement for the Joe Rogan experience. Who was on uh, his show? Uh, okay. Most recent episode, Tristan Harris and Dan, I can't say this guy's name. They were, they, so this was an episode entirely about, uh, like social media algorithms and like new technology and the way that things are, changing so rapidly and our inability to keep pace with it, you know, like, uh, you know, our right. inability- it sounds white supremacist to me. I don't trust it. it. It was literally a discussion with two, uh, two scientists from Google. Anyway, for, former Google design ethicists talking about the, the dangers of AI and, and former, uh, former Google current racist. Right. Uh, this, okay. So the one before that was, a, was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Oh yeah. Uh, where they, I assume they talked about weed for three hours. Uh, also, uh, a white supremacist, if I recall. Ron White, a uh, oh, blue collar comedy. You know what that means? White supremacist. Um. Oh, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, well, you well, know, blue, you blue collar is a dog whistle. Exactly. Gilbert Gottfried. Like uh, he's Chuck, he's Chuck a, Powell, 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 the guy who wrote Fight Club. Like, yeah, these, what do these people are think? Guys, this these are white guys is? over the age of fifty. What? Do, but what do people think? This that's what I like because I will listen to it and listen to these conversations, and sometimes they're so boring and banal and whatever, and sometimes he recycles the same three uh, uh, topics topics of conversation, which is usually well, those COVID stuff's pretty wild, huh? Like it, 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 it like. And I, and I listen to it and I just, I walk around like while I'm doing my exercise or doing whatever. And I'm like, and I, it, every now and then it just pops in my head, huh? People really hate this show and really hate Joe Rogan. I don't know why it's, and I don't I mean, think they know why I think people they, tell no, them they that they're why. supposed to. Yeah, of course. Which is crazy to me. And Michael, Michael Che uh, beamed it into their head. It must be, and I'm not listening. If you if if you don't if the podcast not for, if it's just like purely on like a preferential standpoint, you listen to is not for you. That's fine. I don't like that's total. Like yeah, sure. But there's some like if I if if I had a conversation with with family members who were so 
MSNBC blue pill, they'd be like, Rogan, that right wing asshole. And I'd be like, yo, it's crazy my, that you my, think that. Who told you that? My, my father doesn't like him because he beats CNN in, in listens. Yo, that's what it amounts to, right? Like, <laughs> am I crazy or was your brain like psyoped into, into just taking the, taking CNN's side because they really need the, the help? Uh, my father who doesn't know Joe Rogan's name gets it wrong every fucking time is mad at Joe Rogan. If that's not proof that there's a Joe Rogan derangement syndrome, I don't know what is. It's crazy. It's just so funny because to me, it's like, if you want to, if you know, you, the, in regards to the president, you hate Trump because he's this, you know, he's just a, a such a flagrant, uh, ass okay like it makes sense that people be like god i hate this guy also the fact that if anyone remembers that you had to see his face constantly and he's so fucking ugly like that 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 was a derangement syndrome that i could be like well this is clearly the most relevant man in the world and probably the most powerful man in the world like i get why people might be in a tizzy right and even bush derangement syndrome okay here's a dimwit the country was just attacked we're in two wars and we got this fucking we got dip this fucking dipstick as president i can see why people would be in a tizzy but you you got rogan he's it's just he's such a fucking boring mild mannered dude what are you deranged about i mean i i've never heard him say anything maybe i'm a white supremacist now that's a good soundbite, everybody. Run with that one. Uh, the, because I don't understand. I've never heard him say he he legit sounds like a guy you're having a pleasant conversation with in a public setting. So, like, if you've ever had to talk to the guy who a tree falls in your lawn, it's touching the wire, and the city con ed comes or whatever. And while they're sawing it, you talk to the other guy. He's the other guy. He's yeah, just yeah. the he's yeah. just the dude you're having a normal conversation with. He tells you about something he read in the news. You go, oh, that's interesting. He goes, I thought it was interesting too. That's it. There's nothing yeah. offensive about it. Yeah, he's you're you're on the lawn sipping your coffee. He's there in his in his reflective vest. And he's go and he says, "You see what the city's doing?" And you go, "Oh no, what what happened?" He says, "Yeah, they're they're uh, they got this guy in there now. I don't know what's going on." And you go, "Oh, that's crazy. That's Joe Rogan." Yeah, 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 precisely. Oh, wild man. <laughs> yeah, you go. Oh shit, I don't know. I didn't hear about that. That's that's nuts, dude. And he goes, "Yeah." Anyway, uh, anyway, did you see the fight last week? That was cool. Like that's literally what the show is. That's literally what it is. It's so whatever. Um, but you know what it comes down. To? I think what it might part of it is that I think they people are angry at the influence that he has because he says things that <laughs> for whatever reason they think is dangerous. I mean, he allows uh, Ben Shapiro who has just very classic conservative viewpoints that wouldn't be, wouldn't have been out of, out of sync with what, a, a milk toast, like not like Rush Limbaugh looks like an actual right wing nut compared to Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is very mild, but because he is profoundly unlikable, people's brains just go to this confused state of no, 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 he's a racist. And you go, 
okay, but how though, right? Like how? And like, you don't have an answer because there is no answer because you just don't like him. And hey, that's pretty understandable. He's got a personality from hell. No sane person likes him. His wife doesn't like him. His children don't like him. You're allowed not to like him. But just because you don't like somebody doesn't mean you start attaching like pretty specific allegations to their name. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, but he's another guy that's like, so I th- doesn't he have the most subscribed followers on Facebook of any, of any person? Yeah. His, his posts, his video posts on Facebook, like basically keep Facebook running. Right. <laughs> They're big. They're really big. Which is why, you know, on the contrary point, it, I find the, like the allegations of like, you know, social media writ large is trying to silence conservative opinions. It's like, dude, fucking, he's the most popular guy going. He, they wouldn't be able to exist without him. But that being said, fucking, this is the thing, man. Like when you see larger establishment, whatever, uh, uh, corporate actors just running like hit piece after hit piece of like vague, not even like really hit pieces, just like vaguely insulting, condescending things against independent actors that are gaining much, much more influence than their than their establishment counterparts. Maybe take that into consideration when you see what what public opinions are forming about these people. Maybe take into consideration that you know what I mean. Like that's the this is the this is the booking. This is the rest that they're doing the promo. This is the wrestling. Like it, it you know what I mean. Like well, when when Joy Bear or uh, Anderson Cooper or uh, fucking Michael Che, when those people attack. Uh, independent uh, creators of any type, like just comedians, uh, broadcasters, whoever. It's like, I don't even know if you're allowed to take them seriously. Like, I think you have to put an asterisk next to the criticism and go, yeah, but it's in your interest to undermine them. It's right. It, it benefits you to, to sow this, uh, the seed of doubt in people's minds that these people are somehow, like my father doesn't trust any alternative media. When I, when I asked him where he gets his information, uh, he was like, he was like, what do you mean? I watch the news. I was like, all mainstream outlets. He goes, of course. And it's like, you know, this is, this is why your head is just a, it's a, a large watermelon and you're a moron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just what it is. And, but so you've got these people that just nonstop with their like, I, Pfizer approved news segments. Yeah. Yep. But it's like, yeah. I mean, you're, if, if you're a comedian coming for another comedian, you're like a true low life. You're like, lower than you're, dirt. Yeah. But you know, what's funny. Cause I, I, I saw an, an, an example of this, uh, on a, on a, on a different, uh, in a, I guess a different con, not a different context necessarily, but like in a different way. So, I will still, I still listen to like NPR and like even every now and then I'll listen to, I'll watch a, a John Oliver segment or something like that. Oh, I, I, shit. This, this is why, remember the other day when you told me that you couldn't get an erection anymore? Yeah. This is why. This is your low T. Every time you watch, every time you watch John Oliver, 
like the I forget what it is. There's some uh, essential mineral or whatever that like helps you be horny. Sedafil and Tadanafil. It's it gets sucked out of your balls and it's used to uh, make blue chew. That's okay. Sedanafil and what was the other one? Tadalafil or something. Tadalafil. Okay. So every time you watch John Oliver, your Tadalafil just drops. You can't. You can't even get hard. You you're like SSRI penis. Well, I watched. I watched one on homelessness just to like witness the level of dishonesty, and it was like it was off the charts. By the way, Um, just give them houses anyway. uh, No, but he made a joke in one of them at the expense of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I went, oh, because HBO is under the um, whatever corporate conglomerate umbrella, the same one as the DC Universe. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Uh, it's they made fun of their competitors. If do you think if HBO owned the rights to the Marvel Universe that he would have made that joke? Probably not. No. So there you go. He would have his thing. He would have his tongue in Captain America's asshole. Yeah, exactly. It, it, so, and that's it's that's a larger. All these things they're competing for your attention, and the only thing I can say about the Rogans and the Shapiro, et cetera, et cetera, like they don't have some large, they don't have shareholders. You know what I mean? Like they don't have. There's no corporate interest on their part. Like it's purely a a. a a self-motivated endeavor. And yeah, they have sponsors and but yeah, they, I'm, sh- I'm sure by- it enters Rogan's mind. We should, let's talk about the lab leak on this episode. Cause this will get people going. You know what I mean? I'm sure that he, that, that that's part of his Listen, agenda, so to speak. It's not by committee and it doesn't it's go not, through a it's, lawyer it's, before it hits. He's air. still in, at the end of the day, he's still an independent actor. And that's what separates dudes like that from these larger, Pfizer sponsored fucking news segments that are only going to give you certain information because they want you to reach a specific conclusion that benefits them. I think when Michael Che meets the NBC men in motels where they run a train on his butthole, I think that Michael Che walks out of there and the rationalization that he has to make as he sort of like, because his butthole is all loose, it kind of like dribbles semen onto his car seat. It, he he has to think that he is still on top, and this is just the price of being on top. Because otherwise, why would you let yourself get get like run through by the the NBC boardroom jizz squad? Because man, that's the dream. It's every comedian's dream. Yo, I'm I'm mad at Michael Che. <laughs> you hate him now. Well, I really I do mean, hate him. I I, I seriously funny. I I almost jumped in on the Tim Dillon thing. I just I couldn't deal with somebody being so dishonest. Yeah, I mean Tim Dillon handled it like pretty pretty immaculately, you know. Um, but it's funny because. Like, think about guys like Norm MacDonald. Think about dudes that have been through that process and came out the other end. You know, they those dudes, the dudes of obvious talent, and uh, like they end up going through the thresher and spit out of the system because 
they're too good for it. You know what I mean? Like if you're this in a why... if you're an establishment cuck, it's because you're an establishment cuck. Yes. This is why every episode of our podcast I say Jews did nine eleven. It's because <laughs> it's because I don't I don't believe that this is a preposterous idea, but I say it because I want to feel comfortable with the idea that I will lose my job for some nonsense and I will be fine. You understand what I mean? Like I think it's important not to be afraid of this shit. And to that end, I think that there was an awful lot of Jews who were not, they did not report to work that day. And I just need some answers. (laughs) I mean, there was also an awful lot who did report to work that day and it's very tragic. Uh, Listen, yeah, I mean, we have to keep that going because we have to, listen, the reason this podcast isn't more successful is actually because we didn't want to be successful. <laughs> I love that. Gimmick. Yeah. 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 We don't, we don't want it. We never right. wanted all that money. We don't I hate having things. Money. I hate having things. We want to keep it on, on the low because we're going to die in poverty. Uh, we want to, we want to stay out of that, the under the out from under the corporate boot. You can't hurt me. You can't help me, but you can't hurt me either. So, so, yeah, everybody, uh, you know what the deal is. You know, you know, <laughs> you know what you know what happened on that September morning. <laughs> uh, all right, we got to call it now. It's late. Right, how it's late. You, we got to you go to be, you go to bed so early. I'm surprised that you were willing to stay up with. Oh, me. I was asleep on the couch before you before you texted me. I, I was watching uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, you're. Have you not finished your fucking Tarantino watch? Well, Hateful Eight was the last one because I, I had already seen what you call it, Once Upon a Time in Petowood. But uh, I was I was about tw- I had twenty minutes left before you you texted me, but I was falling asleep anyway, so I'll give it another chance. Uh, yeah, look, everybody want I know everybody wants everything. They want the Patreon, they want the rub maps, they want the messages. You want it, you want it. I know we have it. Pat is going to be in Los Angeles very soon and we're going to do things. We're going to have, we're going to make content before he runs away for you. So next week, just bear with us a little longer and we'll have what you want. Patreon.com says worst possible timeline. You go there, you can get this, this episode will be on there. It'll be ad free. It's already, if you listen to it, it's already over, but there's ad free episodes, bonus episodes, a ton of bonus episodes at WP timeline on Twitter. You get at us there. Uh, 205-509-9785 call the number we'll do messages next week uh, scouts honor uh, and uh, worst possible timeline at gmail.com you can hit us up there you got anything else just that I just checked the map and it's literally four hours until there's edible food on my next drive uh, <laughs> I've got a 13 hour drive tomorrow and Jesus, it's this tour it sounds very rough <clears throat> It's almost five hours, four minutes, 36 minutes into the next drive before there is food. You can't get anything at the, at the, at your, at your drug motel. No, they don't offer much at the drug motel. It's uh, it's bare bones. There's not, there's not like you can like, there's like a used condom that maybe you can suck the like sperm protein out of. I mean, that's, that would probably be the best I can get. Um, It's the continental breakfast. I, I'm a I'm a married guy. Otherwise, I guess my food option would be hooker pussy. 
<laughs> Fuck, dude. But you're so what? You're you're on your way to L.A. Though I'll see you soon. Yeah, you get three days with me, so let's do some videos and shit. Let's do some shit. I haven't spoken to anyone in a week, so it'll be it'll be cool. All right, I will speak to you soon. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Uh, Jews didn't actually do nine eleven. Everybody, <laughs> they very clearly, obviously, did not. Well, or did they? I mean, I don't know. do your own research. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? (laughs) So do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts. Thank you.